You're on the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2022. <laughs> yes. I honestly like forgot we did this episode annually. And I was so glad you reminded me and that we were able to fill this gap week where nothing was happening. And I went back and like I listened to our last year's episode oh uh, just to like get the notes and confirm I had all the data right. And <laughs> boy, oh boy, <laughs> bonkers, bonkers things happen on these episodes. And this is our fourth annual. Can you believe that? Oh my that? gosh. Oh my gosh. Isn't that shocking and that is disturbing? Wild. That is wild. <laughs> I know. So... Uh, for a brief explanation for any of our new listeners, uh, we do this thing where we preview the upcoming year uh, films. Yeah, all that the are movies that out. are coming out. Um, mm-hmm. Matt and I each pick ten we're excited about and five that we're not excited about, and we talk about them, give them a rotten, give our best guess at what the Rotten Tomato <laughs> score will end up being, which we acknowledge some people think is an imperfect tool of measurement, since it in fact doesn't doesn't describe the actual like you know metacritic score of a film but more just how many people give it a positive and or negative review that being said it's a fun time yes (laughs) weird opinions are to be had uh we're not good at it (laughs) well and especially because like sometimes the information that we have at this point is like (laughs) is like a cast list and like a two sentences on what the movie's about so it can go in so many different directions yeah and there's always things that we think are going to be terrible that end up being great there's always things that we think are going to be so good that end up being horrific oh man Um, hilarious Although this past year, I will say, like, I don't, I guess I'm sort of interested. Did we do worse or better this past year? Because we, it were, it was basically <laughs> all properties that had been rollover from the year before because of the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of repeat guesses. Um, things like, you know, a, a lot of things. Halloween Kills, uh, Dune, like uh, Candyman, Free Guy, all these things that we'd previously guessed on our 2020 film preview that we then pushed to 2021. I don't think it helped us. Um, okay. <laughs> in many cases, we kept the same score, or we, or you, you made some swings. You made some pretty big swings. I think the funniest part is that you thought Antlers was going to be I, a great hit. <laughs> I I have thought about this theory multiple times throughout the year that I was like, okay, they keep pushing back Antlers. Yes. They're saving it for the fall. They have to have a lot of confidence that this is a great movie. And then mm. it came out and truly, I think two people saw it. No one talked yeah. about it. It didn't get good reviews. And I was like, this is, it's so strange that, because I feel like initially, like my initial like, no, thought no, on guys. Antlers well, that, was that it wasn't going to be good. It looked yes. not great. I think it was supposed to come out, you know, in like February of 2020. Yeah. And we were like, eh, well, okay. But then the, when they just kept holding it and holding it, I was like, 
they're dumping so much stuff. <laughs> this has to be good if they're keeping it because why else would they keep it? And the, apparently we don't know why they kept yeah. it because they Did held you it for even two watch years. It? And no, and it wasn't <laughs> and it, and nothing happened and it wasn't good. Yeah, I think um, generally speaking, I I got more of the guesses correct. I got 22 out of the 42 we did and you got 13. Um, some of them ended up being delayed again, so they I just didn't that, count towards oh, us. Oh, okay. I was like, that does not add up the math. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then others, there were a few that we tied on because we both had the same guess, so it didn't really okay. check out. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, generally, we're pretty all over the place. I think I do better when a score is low because I tend to go, I tend to have less faith in movies than you do. And so if a movie's anywhere on the low end, then I usually get it because I'm like, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, no, this is trash. Uh, so I, <laughs> so that didn't work out. Um, but you did get me beat on uh, Dear Evan Hansen, which <laughs> I said was going to get 87%. Oh, my God. But you said 62%. And it was actually like 30%. So that's good. So I you won, but we both lost. Vindicated on that one. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think uh, sui- the Suicide Squad, we both put in the 60s and it ended up being 90. Who saw that coming? I don't know. I really liked that movie. Yeah. Well, the other one that you said you'd really like and that you had faith in because of your dumb theory was The Jungle Cruise, which you said oh. would get 83% and it got 62%. So I won okay. that one. <laughs> Because I said it would get 50. Um, So congrats to me. Um, But yeah, I think generally... I don't think... I was looking at the list today and I felt like we did not... I don't think we made like huge, huge errors. Yeah. I feel like in years past, there's been movies where we've been like 85 and it's like 12. (laughs) And I don't think that that happened. I feel like we were closer. We're getting better, maybe. I think probably our worst was honestly, we both wanted West Side Story to fail. And in some ways, I think we're on the right side of history with you predicted 60. I predicted 48, but it got 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is basically because people thought it was well made, you know, but it's not a good movie. So I think we deserve that one for ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. It also didn't make very much money at the box office, which I'm going to count as a win. (laughs) And also Cinderella. Cinderella starring Camila Cabello, you said would get 62%. How that? What did that get? Like twelve? Oh, I got forty-three. Shockingly. Oh, oh, shockingly. But yeah, I just wanted you to remember that you thought that you Mm. thought that would be good. Did we know that James Corden was going to be in it at that point? (laughs) Because I think I would have given it lower (laughs) had I known that. I don't know. It's hard to say. But okay, I, I will say this going into this year's yes movies. So. One, I think just because of the pandemic and all of these movies getting bumped so mm-hmm. much, so much, we've really been stuck with the same batch of movies for like over oh, two yeah. years now. And that it's exhausting to think about these. And <sighs> like I'm Maverick. glad that most of them are out. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, some of them are still to come. But looking at this year's list of movies, I felt like there was a lot of things that felt new or fresh or interesting. And even the sort of big 
I felt like there was maybe less big blockbusters on the lineup this year because I think between like all of the production shutdowns and then the fact that they were saving all of the big blockbusters for this year, they're just like, I think is a little bit of a gap next year where the movies that are coming out with the exception of like some Marvel ones tend to be smaller, more interesting looking films. Like going down the list of stuff we have I feel like it's more small films than usually when we go through this. And there's just tons and tons and tons of sequels and reboots. I think that I'm, I was pleased with this lineup of movies and I had trouble finding things that I thought I was going to hate where in previous years, I think there's been an overabundance of things that I was like, Oh, I don't want like, I didn't really like, is there a Disney live action remake that's coming out this year? <laughs> I don't think so. Like we don't have a fast and the furious, you know, some of those kind of things I think are yes. just not on the list. That's true. I think in some, this definitely made me excited for 2022 because like you said, 2021 was just like basically 2020 um, redo. But uh, so I was surprised to be like, Oh wow, that's coming out. I'm excited to see that. That looks interesting. But there are like a, there are some uh, some things in here with some, you know, uh, established IP and kind of. <laughs> there's a yeah, lot there of some. There's some dubious ones. <laughs> the other thing them. that you always have to remember with this is that usually the Oscar heavy hitters yes. aren't on our list because those come out late in the year, so they're not. In a lot of cases, they're not even done. Like you know, shooting right. at this point, and those are movies that'll go to film festivals. They may not have distribution. They're just not as high profile as like say a Marvel movie that we know about six years out. Yeah, for so. Sure. So there always are a lot of good stuff that we just have we just no go, idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And don't talk about it all. But that's fine because we have the same information you have and we're just sorting through it. Okay. We're just yes. making guesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so starting off, I have, you, I tend to get all my favorites early in the year and Matt has his, you know, mm, highbrow stuff coming later in the year. But I get to kick us off with one I'm excited about, which is Marry Me, which is coming out in February. It's the J-Lo Owen Wilson rom-com where she plays a, you know, a superstar, a pop star who's supposed to marry her longtime boyfriend, but finds out he's cheating on their wedding day and decides instead to marry this random audience goer. Is it going to be good? Probably not. But I love a J-Lo rom-com. I love a rom-com period. And I feel like this one, it seems fun enough. It has some music. J-Lo is a delight in any sort of rom-com moment. And then you get the like added, uh, you know, cliche trope of the the famous person and the nobody. And that's just always a delight for me. So I'm holding out hope that this will be good. I'm going to give it a friendly 40%. (laughs) I had not heard of this movie oh, really? until today. Oh, wow. Like, I, I hadn't seen the trailer at all. Oh, Maybe I feel it's like it's I've... been at every movie I've been to. But uh, see, I ha- now I'm end up going to these screenings that don't have trailers. Oh. So I see less of them, <laughs> which is nice, I think. But so I was watching the trailer and at first it's like, oh, Jennifer Lopez is a pop star. And I thought this is a good avenue for her because it's going to let her use her full potential, I think, in a way that a lot of her crappy rom-coms don't uh, crappy let her so rude. <laughs> i mean like whatever that one where the she wedding got pregnant like word. and oh, okay. okay that one's not great I'll admit yeah, it. I, recent she i think she had a great run back in like the okay maybe late i forgot 90s, about 2000s. but like <laughs> the one like whatever that one a couple years ago where she like had her where she was like yes. i'm going going back in the workforce like i don't yeah, think that one did act. well yeah yes yeah. <laughs> so 
But then the whole sequence where she's like, she gets broken up with, but then she still has to go on stage <laughs> and she sort of like just deliriously <laughs> decides to get married to Owen Wilson. I was like, we could have come up with a better premise oh, to I get love these it. two married. No, it, I love it. <laughs> I, I'm giving it a 52%, but, oh, wow. but yeah. honestly, that's probably high. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited to see how that goes. We'll find out really quickly, so... So the next one that we have on our list is one that I do not have any faith in, which is Uncharted. It comes out February 18th. This is the Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg yeah. action film that's based on a video game. Yeah. For me, if this was good in any way, shape, or form, they would be saving it for later in the year. The fact that it, they're dumping it in February and that it's based on a video game, and I don't think those movies do very well usually, and the trailer looks stupid, I think this is going to be really bad. I'm giving it a 37%. Oh, wow. Yeah. I said 23 which I think is low, but I don't think they have enough star power between them to make this interesting. I mean, I think that they honestly do coming off of Spider-Man. I think a lot of people will go see this only because of Tom Holland, mm -hmm. especially because everyone th thought he was so hot in the new Spider-Man movie. But I, yeah, I just don't think this is great. Yeah. Um, I am, however, excited for the new Batman movie that is coming out on March 4th yes. with Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. I'm not usually a superhero person. <laughs> and sort of the gritty DC reboots have not been great necessarily. But yeah. I like Robert Pattinson. And I feel like he is somebody who is very picky about the roles that he takes. Mm -hmm. And I think that the fact that he's in this Batman movie means that there is like at least some interesting things going on here. I don't think that he's taking this like just for a paycheck. I think right. there is some kind of other vibe. And from the commercials, I think it looks interesting enough. So mm. I give this a 72. Yeah, I said 84. I, I feel like it looks like a good movie. I just... I think I'm just burnt out of Batman. Like I just, I'm like turned off by the existence of this like billionaire who thinks the best way to make a difference is just like playing vigilante. <laughs> well, I'm also confused because supposedly this is some kind of like multiverse thing as mm. well, where there's going to be like multiple Batmans. And I don't know oh, if that really? Ben Affleck's Batman is like in coming into this or Wait, what, like but... in the movie or DC's just like, oh, we're going to have multiple Batmans at once. Deal with it. I'm not sure. I was I was sort of trying to figure that out and I was confused hmm. as to what exactly they're I'm doing. I'm surprised if this movie itself is... Uh, I don't think it's this one. movie. Oh, okay. I think it's like that. This is the first one in a new like set of movies mm. that's somehow multiverse-ish. Whatever, DC. You're trying so hard to be Marvel, and you just aren't Marvel. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mar DC's truly throwing everything at the wall. They're trying to be like Marvel. They're trying to do the complete opposite. They're like, yeah. we'll take anything, whatever. Sex. Yeah. Um, next up, I feel like I have all of these. <laughs> you're the right. Game. I was noticing I you're a, this. I think you're a liar. It's like, wait, you are obsessed with these March releases. <laughs> yeah, because now I have March 18th, which is the new Downton Abbey movie, <laughs> which I'm very excited about. I literally got chills in the movie theater. Oh I was sitting gosh. there. Maybe I was a little drunk, but I was, I was sitting there and all of a sudden, like the the music came on, and like the overhead shots of Downton, and I was just like, I got goosebumps. Oh, I was. My I'm, mom I'm, was rewatching this show uh, over Christmas. I'm so and I was excited. Like, I just can't. Once they offed Sybil, I was like, you know what? You guys are dead to me. 
You took my one joy. Wrote her right into the ground. Whatever. You know what? She... (laughs) She's she uh, yes she I loved Sybil too but there's a lot of other characters I don't know I mean the thing so what do you think this will get because it's a little bit more spicy than the first movie as you described it which was just a dinner party right this one they're like going abroad yes well the last one the queen was coming to downtown oh, okay and okay. this one they're traveling oh, okay. um, I give it a 74 <laughs> okay I said a 71 I thought that was generous of me yeah I don't I don't see how this is going to be bad like. I can see this not being everyone's cup of tea. I feel like they know the formula for Downton Abbey. The Downton Abbey movie was literally just an extended, like, couple of episodes of Downton Abbey. (laughs) I assume that this will be the same. Like, they're not swinging for the fences here. They're just doing what they know how to do. And so I can see people sort of being like, why do we have this? But I can't see critics really being like having their knives out for it. I think <laughs> Unless it, they really I think go for fine. something, you know, it's getting more modern. It's getting to the more uh, recent eras. They're they're going abroad for the first time. Lord Lord Grantham gets on his uh, Peloton <laughs> and has a heart attack yeah. in the five minutes in. <laughs> Could be. Mm. <sighs> Uh, so then next up, we have an A24 release. Mm-hmm. This is Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is Michelle Yeoh's new movie where she's... Another multiverse. Like, sort of, yes, like a disgruntled worker who's... Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is her boss, and she somehow like can go back and forth between different versions of reality. It's A24... Which is kind of hit and miss. I feel like some of their last few movies, like Green Knight and Zola, have been like, uh, like we're we're uh, we're nearing the mark, but we're not quite hitting yeah. it. But the, I think this cast is really good, and the trailer made it look very interesting at the very least. I don't think this is going to be one of those A twenty four movies that's just sort of like a vibe with no plot. <laughs> it seems like there definitely is a plot. Um. So yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm giving this an 82. I think it will do well with the critics. Yeah, I I waffled back and forth on if I was excited about this. I ultimately said it would get a 79, but it just feels pretty busy to me in like a weird way. But I guess I can't talk about that because there's so many multiverse movies happening this year alone. So many multiverses. So many. Well, like ten from Marvel, which yeah. I'm sure we'll get to. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Definitely going to be worse. Though is Morbius, which I'm not excited for. I feel like I've seen too much about this already. It's been pushed around for the last two years because of COVID, and was pushed yet again because of the new variant. Because it was supposed to come out this month. Now it's set for April first. This is Jared Leto playing Morbius, who, if you don't know, is a a Marvel villain, Spider Man, thing isn't isn't he somehow connected to Spider Man? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess they exist in the Marvel. I don't know. In I don't know mind, the history. This was of like it. in the Venom like universe, but well, maybe yeah. That's not so right. that is correct in that. So this is one of the Sony owned characters. Um, so again, Marvel has this weird split between the Marvel Cinematic Universe and then Sony who operates the Spider-Man characters and Venom. And now with this new stage of their agreement, um, Spider-Man will exist in cross cinematic universes. So again, just this weird multiverse situation where Marvel has their version of Spider-Man, but that doesn't stop Sony from doing what they want with Spider-Man and these villains, which they're lining up for their own sort of villain universe uh with venom and now morbius who is a doctor who gets a 
I don't know, blood disorder or something, wants a cure, so he accidentally makes like himself a vampire. A vampire. Yeah. <laughs> so he turns into a he turns into a vampire, but with none of the like, you know, downsides it looks being a vampire. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it looks messy. Jared Leto was like, Oh, I feel so attached to this character that I didn't even have to method act to get into it. And I was like, Oh no. my gosh. Like Weird. just shut Creepy. up. So I'm saying it's gonna get a thirty eight percent, which I think is pretty generous for a for a <laughs> Yeah, I said thirty three. <laughs> I said 33. I yeah. am, though, intrigued as to, again, like, these strategies. Like, why has this been bumped so many times? I'm sure it's just they're desperate, man. They want it to be good, but it doesn't mean it will be good. Yeah, maybe they think it's going to be, like, the second coming of Joker or something. Ugh. I don't know. It looked The trailer looks bad. He's annoying. I don't want it to be good, so fingers crossed I'm right. Honestly, though, your next one is, like, about equally I bad. Know. I want the next one <laughs> just as little. Yeah, it's going to be a hard month because April 15th, Fantas- Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore comes out. Um, this is the series that just won't die. Uh, you know, J.K. Rowling continues to step in it, have horrible opinions that continue to invite criticism of her past writings works, especially in the Harry Potter world. Johnny Depp got ousted for the mess around him. And so Mads Mikkelsen is now replacing him as the Grindelwald character. Um, why is this happening? I don't know. It, it seems messy. It doesn't look good. It's so far removed from what everyone found charming about Fantastic Beasts that now it's this weird storyline that's not even about the queerness that J.K. Rowling promised us after publishing her seven <laughs> seven tome, tomes where she's like, oh yeah, no, Dumbledore was gay the whole time. And it's like, well, now you have a chance to prove it and you're still not even like addressing that. So I have no hope in this. I think there's some level of charm people still find in that world, but I'm giving it a 30. Yeah. I give it a 42. Um, I just, I don't, I have so many interest, like complicated thoughts on Harry Potter. Honestly, we should have done this episode on that Harry Potter special. I feel like, because I could have just talked about (laughs) this all day. I didn't watch that special, (laughs) but like, I'm confused as to who, I guess I'm not confused, but I feel like my thoughts on Harry Potter are like, it was a fun run while it lasted. I enjoyed it a lot. If like my kids want to read and like an old beat up version of the book when it comes out, you know, like so be it. I think the stories are great, but like I feel like at to be a like diehard Harry Potter fan and to be like obsessed with Harry Potter in this day and age is not great given J.K. Rowling's like continual um transphobic problematic remarks like people going to the harry potter world and like there's a harry potter store in new york and there's (laughs) always a crazy line outside of it and i'm like uh, like i don't necessarily begrudge these people but i'm also like huh but i think that the harry potter i think that the continued use of harry potter the original book series and the original movie series and the things directly attached to that can sort of like continue on in one sphere. The new stuff I think is separate. Yeah. The cursed child. Now that they brought back, they realized that people didn't really want to pay for two separate shows of that. So they shortened it to one show now (laughs) instead. The, the second fantastic beast movie did 
terribly. They had originally promised five movies in this series, which I'm like, I can't see them continuing to make them with such high budget if they're going to lose money. There was the Johnny Depp thing, but now obviously, you know, they've got a new person. I think they've slapped Dumbledore's name into the movie title to hope that that can get some more Harry Potter fans on board. But I am just like, it feels like we are losing steam. Like, like this isn't going anywhere. And I'm just waiting for one of these properties to finally do bad enough that Mm -hmm. somebody like stops it. And I don't know if that's what will happen after this one, but I think if this one does as poorly as the second one did, I can't see the studio trying to make two more of these. Like why, you know, like maybe it'll be like pivot to some other kind of Harry Potter something, something. because obviously the reunion special did very well, but again, JK Rowling wasn't even allowed to be at that. I mean, like, (laughs) was she making money off of it? Absolutely. But like she was not, there so it's a weird space i know it's yeah and i didn't have any fun at the last one so (laughs) i'm fine with this one also not being good um it's a weird story i don't think they knew exactly where they were going with it i don't know how involved jk rowling is with the writing still um but she hasn't been doing any favors in the last two movies so i don't know yeah i don't know i want to look and see if she um uh, has a writing credit on this yeah maybe it'll be like the divergent series and they'll just be like oh this is gonna go to straight to tv instead and then all the actors will be like yeah no i'm not involved (laughs) yeah never mind the the screenplay is is hers yeah yeah it's just i mean it's her and steve close but i think he's been involved with all of them yeah and she's also a producer on it um yeah, I mean, yeah. the last one, like, ended with, like, Grindelwald saying he could stop the Holocaust or something. Like, it's not... She doesn't have great depth. Like, it's hard to see her try and stretch this. Well, like, was it the Titanic? Yeah. <laughs> set in the 1930s, the story leads up to the wizarding world's involvement in World War II. It's like, no, we don't need... And explore the magical <laughs> communities of that. Bhutan, Germany, and China, in addition Absolutely to previously not. established locations, including Brazil, the United States, and the United Kingdom, with Gellert Grindelwald's power rapidly growing... Albus Dumbledore entrusts Newt Scamander and his friends on a mission that will lead to a clash with Grindelwald's army and will lead Dumbledore to ponder how long he will stay on the sidelines. Ugh, Dumbledore war. sucks. <laughs> but also, like, isn't the whole thing that Dumbledore supposedly had an affair with Grindelwald? Yes, like, when are we so. getting? When are we getting? Is that storyline coming out in this? Well, one? I think technically secret? it was before. Yeah, it was before this storyline happens. Like, I think it was right. It was right, before Grindelwald went cuckoo. It? Yeah, I don't oh, think so. The, I mean, J.K. Rowling then, has a lot of issues with writing about. Uh, I mean, rightfully, she should not be writing about the queer community or any of that. So, oh yeah, and then supposedly Ezra Miller's character is Dumbledore's brother. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, let's move on. I just don't care. Okay. Okay. On. You're let's getting excited in April. You're gonna save it. Uh, yes. Next up is the Northman. For the Northman, this is Robert Eggers' new movie. He's the one who did The Witch and then The Lighthouse. This is another sort of creepy-looking movie. It's about Alexander Skarsgård's character who is like a medieval or like a Viking type yeah. of person and who is going back to get revenge on his brother, <laughs> uncle, for like kicking him out and marrying his wife, who is Nicole Kidman. Uh, this the cast is really good. Anya Taylor Joy is also in it. Um, I think this looks to be a good sort of creepy, sort of horror revenge movie. The Lighthouse and 
the witch were very odd sort of specific <laughs> movies so i hope that that continues with this one it looks like it will i don't i think that this should be interesting at the very least so what are you guessing i'm giving it a 74 oh okay yeah i yeah i didn't watch the lighthouse i thought the witch was good um this seems like really ugh, to me very white let's say <laughs> Well, it is about Vikings. I know. Like... I just like don't care about Vikings, I guess is what I'm saying. But I, I gave it a 63, so. Okay. So it's yeah. fine. I'm sure it'll okay. do well. This next one I am very intrigued by. I feel like this is the weirdest movie on this <laughs> yes. list that's coming out this year. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <laughs> and this is a sort of being John Malkovich-esque film where Nicolas Cage is playing a version of himself that is sort of washed up gets paid a million dollars to go to some kind of wedding to make an appearance. Then his family gets kidnapped and he <laughs> has to sort of play like, or pretend to be versions of characters he played in movies in order to get his wife and children back. It's very meta, very Nick Cage, yeah. very weird. But for some reason or another, I feel like this is going to work rather than be an epic disaster. So I'm giving this a 62. Oh, okay. I said, which I honestly think might be low. I said 54. I feel like it's a really funny premise. And I think it has, you know, that this has just been a part of our zeitgeist. Is like, is Nicolas Cage talented? Like, what is Nicolas Cage? Like, it's just, he's so weird. He's always choosing the most random projects. Like last year, he started a movie about a pig or something. And the year before that, he was doing, uh, oh man, I don't even remember. But like Mandy and Pig, I think, have both been weird indie movies where not a lot of people have seen them and he's sort yeah. of strange in them, but where people have been like, but he was actually good. I know. So I'm sort of wondering <laughs> if there's like a, if there's like an upward trajectory here for him. Yeah, no, people where want everyone's Nick Cage gonna to be succeed. Like, yeah, we want a comeback from Nick Cage. <laughs> and I'm wondering if this is the comeback. It looks funny. I just don't know if it'll be like, oh, prestigious, like, yes, give it 90% type vibe. Yeah, so I think middle I of the know. road feels like a safe space. An April release date is also kind of tricky. I feel like if you're because that means that well, it's not really a, an awards movie. I mean, it's so never gonna be an awards movie. It? It's a comedy, right? Yes, but I mean, if you but if what you're thinking is like, oh, like Nicolas Cage is gonna have to, you know, like do all of this interesting stuff in the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, that that I don't think is the narrative. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Um, another one I hadn't heard of until just preparing this list is called 65. Uh, it's a very mysterious sci-fi project. Uh, it stars Adam Driver and it's from the writers of A Quiet Place, which I think isn't as promising as they want it to sound because the storyline of A Quiet Place, the, the like made no sense. No, the story, <laughs> the story of making A Quiet Place was that John Krasinski came in and rewrote the script so it's weird that they're like oh this is from the same people who brought you a quiet well it's like no actually it's not because john krasinski for better or worse had his hand in a quiet place so did i like a quiet place no but am i interested in in mysterious sci-fi projects yes and i also think adam driver he's he's picky about the roles he does so there has to be like something uh, there's gotta be I something don't know compelling if he's as picky is did you see if between annette and house of gucci this year it's like <laughs> you liked house of gucci <laughs> i did but i uh but it's i don't i don't know that we could say that his taste is like very discerning i'm not you saying know, like, like I, it'll be i don't think he's a leonardo great. dicaprio where he's in like one movie every three <laughs> years you know kind of a deal like i think he's still taking things to take things. i'm just saying i'm excited about 
about it. The only sentence I could find about the plot is an astronaut crash lands on a mysterious planet only to discover he's not alone. This is not new ground. This is not like, oh, wow, what's going to happen? Well, it could be. We don't know what the ground is. (laughs) But I like, I tend to like these movies regardless of if they're like, you know, like I like Life, which is just a straight up copy of Alien. But I'm excited about it. I don't know why it's called 65. I don't know why there's nothing out about it yet if it's really going to come out in April. But I'm going to say that it's going to get like 67%. I have a confession to make, which I feel like you will appreciate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it has to do with my stupidity. So we were we were at a drag show this past week. And the drag queen was lip syncing to an Ariana Grande song, <laughs> which I had heard before, but had like never... I, I'm not a huge Ariana Grande fan. So it's like, I don't go and listen to her music. I just sort of like know it in the ether kind of like <laughs> from TikTok or whatever. So I was sitting there listening to them perform it. And I had heard the song before and I was so confused. And I was like, I leaned over to one of my friends. And I was like, what is this song even about? It's so confusing. Why does she keep saying 30 for 30 singing? Like <laughs> she's singing about the ESPN, like documentary series. I was like, this is bizarre. And my friend was like, you're an idiot. The song is called 34 35 <laughs> it's about 69ing somebody because those numbers add up to each other and here i had thought for for a, over a year now that the song was about an espn docuseries <laughs> i was what? like i'm Wait, so why dumb. did you just think of that well because oh, it's 65, 65. <laughs> and 69 <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, to be fair, I think that's a dumb song title. I think it is dumb. So I understand the confusion. It's like you don't have to be overt, but it also is like you're asking me to do math, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I thought it was thirty for thirty life. Like, oh, I'm <laughs> like, like I'm living that like thirty for thirty life. Like, uh, like, like you're a oh, sports that star is or something. So funny. Mm, I love anyway. that. I hope your friend never lets you live that down. But uh, truly, did you, no, they were all enjoying. Did it. you have a guess, uh, a score for this? 65? Oh, I said 63. Oh, okay. Perfect. I should have said 65, yeah. honestly. <laughs> okay, well, next up, we do get into the multiverse of madness because it's the Doctor Strange movie coming out May 6th. This is the next Marvel. I mean, Spider Man is still doing insane numbers uh, really well. Everyone loves it. Uh, it introduced the concept that kicks off Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is he did the spell and there's ramifications that include an evil Doctor Strange. I did not like the original Doctor Strange movie, but I have to acknowledge that that's like a origin story and those are always like bogged down with way too much detail. And like, I think Doctor Strange has had time to kind of grow and become more of a fun character. So I'm hopeful that this has a little bit more energy to it. Um, It also has... uh, the Scarlet Witch in it after, you know, the success of WandaVision. So Elizabeth Olsen gets to stretch a little bit. And there seems like, it seems like it will set the, I don't know. It seems like a big tentpole movie for the phase four of Marvel or whatever. That being said, there have been some creative differences on this one that led to some exits. It was originally pitched as the first horror film in the MCU, but they walked back on that probably, you know, to protect the, growing fan base and you know studios money talks and all that so now instead it's being directed by sam raimi who did the original toby mcguire spider-mans and this is his first film in the mcu does that mean it'll be a little less creative and maybe there won't be as much like zhuzh around it and it'll be a straightforward actiony magic-y film probably but i think it'll still be fun so i'm giving it an 80 
I feel like this is the type of movie, though, that is going that it sort of maybe doesn't matter who the director yeah. is because it feels like if it it's a linchpin piece exactly. of a bunch of different things that it's going to be pulling from a bunch of movies and TV shows that we've already seen that it's going to be setting up for things. Yeah, that there's going to be a cameos as things come in and out of these. Mi- <laughs> uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, multiverses. Yeah. Like, I just don't. I don't I don't think this is like a Captain Marvel or something where it's sort of setting up a, a, or or even like Shang-Chi or the Eternals where it's sort of like a separate story that's unconnected where you can have a lot of room to do something interesting. This feels very much like a connector piece to me. Like I'm sure that there will be yeah. a plot in and of itself, but that a lot of it is going to be building on other things. Thus we have the Scarlet Witch coming in from WandaVision like I I just yeah, I can't see this being like too creatively strange. I think yeah. it will be fairly straightforward and like other Marvel movies like this. Um, I'm giving it a 80 as well. Cute. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I am also slightly annoyed at just like the continuance of all of these um Marvel properties that are now flowing in and out of each other. It's like the Florence Pugh character was that was just in the Hawkeye. Yeah, I think on like, your list you said that was fun. Well, I really <laughs> liked her. I liked her in Black Widow. Yeah. Um, but I but I'm just like this is like again I'm not watching all of these and it's going to be confusing to me if I'm trying to watch Doctor Strange and all of a sudden we're pulling things from Winter and the Falcon Soldier and I think it'll you know, be whatever. less convoluted than that. I don't think it'll be like a here's everyone you've seen like here passing through like I feel like I do agree that it'll be a pretty generic design build like all of that rising you know it'll feel like a classic mm-hmm. sort of Captain America as you get your action, you get done type vibe. But I don't think it'll be overstuffed because I think they acknowledge they're very like sensitive to their audience and they know that not everyone is watching everything. So I feel like it will still be a Doctor Strange movie primarily. Well, we can we'll, see. we'll see. <laughs> Something I have less faith in is what comes out right after Jurassic World Dominion is a June 10th release. I love me some JP. I love the original trio. They're trying to get me back into this, but I do not have any faith in this Colin. What's his last name? Trevor. Trevor this is also interesting because this was the very first episode we did was the second yes. Jurassic World movie. Oh my so gosh. this is I mean, we have been waiting forever <laughs> for this. What a throwback. You're right. Yeah, I think it's gonna be bad. I'm giving it a 41. <laughs> I wrote down 41. Uh- <laughs> oh my gosh. 40 for 41. <laughs> yeah. Um the premise is I thought like, oh, the interesting thing was the going to be that it, we're trying to hunt down these dinosaurs that are ru- sort of yeah. running amok. But they're saying that this one is set four years later yeah. and it's like these dinosaurs are everywhere and they're They've like colonies and stuff. To, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, eh, this already sounds Like, stupid. what is the, uh, what's it called? The the time period it takes to lay a dinosaur egg and have it grow, you uh, know? Like, what I is feel that? like, oh, several years I'm just least. curious, you know, is this like an elephant or a or a mosquito type vibe? Because I, I no, don't remember. Be like an elephant. And they right? pulled enough dinosaurs that they all had one of their own. Like it was a Noah's Ark situation where they could each 
they each had a partner. Like I just am confused about it because I don't remember that ending in in the last one. I remember there were a few straggling dinosaurs and some of them were bad, but they didn't all have partners. So are we getting weird hybrids? Like is this going to become the jackasses of the dinosaur world? I don't know. Anyways, yeah, Laura Dern, I want to believe she could save anything, but I don't think they'll get enough screen time to save it from the Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard of it all. I would love yes. for those two to die off in the first two and it just be the original trio, but I doubt that's happening. So yeah, it's not going to be great. The next one, the next week is Lightyear, which is the Pixar <laughs> the Pixar animated movie that is Chris Evans starring as the voice of the fake astronaut who inspires the toy astronaut in Toy Story. But is it a real person in the fake world? world yes so it's like in the universe of toy story there is a real human astronaut called buzz, buzz lightyear. lightyear and then they built a toy and they built a toy around him. around him it'd be like if we had a like a, a neil armstrong toy I okay guess. but in the trailer doesn't he like meet aliens and stuff yeah well, maybe there's aliens in that world so there's in talking that world. toys so <laughs> Okay, wow. Yeah, suspend suspend belief, I guess. Um it, it it's it's an excuse to continue Toy Story. That's all it is. And I'm I'm not excited for it. It looks beautiful. It looks gorgeously animated, of course, but literally like why? That's that's how I feel about it. It's like, yeah, we have no Disney live actions, but we have Lightyear. And it's like mm. I'm I'm annoyed <laughs> with Pixar. I feel like Pixar used to do a bunch of different types of movies. And so you, yes, you would have, you know, your sort of sentimental ones, but you would also have ones that were like just straight comedies or funny or sort of adventures. I feel like they have fully leaned into this like algorithm of like kind of funny, but then like really sad and depressing in the back half. And it's sort of like about nostalgia or aging or death or, you know, like some giant heavy topping that you're supposed to just like cry through. Mm. And I, I feel like I'm so bored with that structure now in these movies Mm -hmm. and this watching the trailer makes it look like that, like they're going to make some kind of attempt at that again. Mm -hmm. This does not look like a funny, this is not a bug's life. This is not monsters. It's like weird. It's like, what is interesting about this for children? Like watching a real, it looks like ad Astra, but like for (laughs) like animated, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, that's what people need to start doing instead of live action remakes. They need to do animated remakes and it'll just animated be... remakes of live action <laughs> movies. It's, it's August Osage County, yeah. but now it's animated. <laughs> yeah, I said 60% because I think it'll always, you know, Pixar always wins, but I don't yeah, think it'll I be said great. 68. Yeah. Okay, I'm excited for this next one. Okay, interesting. Which is the Baz Luhrmann Elvis project that I think has also been sort of long gestating. This is the movie that got some attention because it was the one that Tom Hanks was filming when he got COVID at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. Am I excited about Elvis? Do I care about Elvis music? No, not really. It's got uh, Vanessa Hudgens' ex-boyfriend is the lead, (laughs) who I think, like, I'm like, eh, whatever. But I love Baz Luhrmann style and the way he shoots things you know i loved the great gatsby i liked um australia plus juliet moulin rouge i don't (laughs) Australia. um but i feel like that if anyone was going to do like a fun like glitzy like over the top highly choreographed highly stylized elvis 
movie, it would be him. So I'm excited at the very least for the spectacle of this. And we've really seen no um, content from it at this point. So I don't know what the vibe of it is going yeah. to be, but but I have good energy. So I'm giving this a 71. Oh. I feel like this could end up being a disaster, but I'm hoping not. Also, he hasn't made a movie since The Great Gatsby. So it's like we're due. Yeah. <laughs> I I gave it a 75. I think this, the only selling point is the boss of it all. So uh, holding out hope for that. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe Elvis is a really interesting guy. Stole a lot I mean, of music, at the very but... least, like the music's interesting. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, but I'm more excited for what comes next. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder is is coming out July 8th. Um, this is obviously. Is that... Sorry, that's like two... oh, that's only like two months. At the... oh my gosh, these Marvel movies—they're gonna kill. Oh, me. I know. There's a lot they're of them. There's, there's a lot. Around. There's a lot. But this one is Taika Waititi's second one. It's technically the fourth Thor, but we don't talk about the other ones. Um, this is coming off of Ragnarok. It's also the first, you know, Thor movie since since Endgame. Will Loki be somehow involved in? This? I don't know. We don't know. The only thing we know is Natalie Portman shows up as as a as a after, the after she, she was Thor. like, I won't, I I won't be in these movies anymore. Yeah, this but then they they promised us. her a hammer, okay, and she's like, fine, yeah, I'll do it this time for sure, <laughs> which I respect. Um, you know, I think it'll be fun. I really, really respect Taika Waititi's uh vision for this character. They both have a lot of fun. I think that's like the magic sauce that that breathed energy into not only Thor but a lot of like. I don't know, just the marvel of it all and and allowed us to like Thor again and enjoy the comedy elements even in serious films. And I think Thor dealing with the trauma and the depression still has room to be really interesting, especially with the reintroduction of Natalie Portman, who he's always sort of talked about through these movies, even in a jokey way. So I'm hopeful. I trust him to strike gold again, and I'm going to say 89. I am saying 70. Okay. I think that I, I I feel like of all the Marvel movies this year, this is the one that I'm the most excited about. Yeah. Um, mostly just because I like Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman a lot. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like this could sort of go either way. Tyke has been busy, you know, maybe he's spread a little thin. He's been acting a lot more. So maybe he doesn't have his full... He doesn't feel as motivated to make well, this. Up. I'm also. I also don't know like how it factors into the Marvel. Oh yeah, universe I don't know. as a whole, which because I think that that also you have to like that comes into play a lot. Where like something like Shang Chi, I think is not necessarily easier to make good, but it you only really have to focus on that. Where some of these other movies like. Um, uh infinity no yeah infinity war yes well those were different those were the avengers movies of course everyone played into it but i think right but even like um uh, i think you're forgetting that some of these like like the only other like black panther existed on its own um all the guardians existed on their own like they've allowed movies to be standalones even if those characters come into play in other ways like i don't think at all but i 
but I feel like we're moving towards <laughs> another something, something happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they can like, happen in different degrees to different people. Right. Like Thanos well, was no, featured in a lot of different movies. Right. But that's what I'm saying is we don't know how involved this mm. is. So if this is a completely separate sort of uh, Thor story, I have more faith in that than if this is some kind of connector piece because it is coming right after Doctor Strange. So I think that there is you know, like some likelihood and based on the fact that Loki was also involved in the multiverse thing, yeah. that this will be like, you know, pulling more pieces together, not to the extent of like civil war, but moving more in that mm, interesting yeah. direction, which I think is then trickier to make a good solid movie when it's more like a setup episode of a television show. Yeah. I have a little more faith than you do, but yes, I mean, technically the last time we saw Thor, he was getting on a ship with the guardians and he was fat. So like, how will that play into yeah. this movie? Do we have to right. unwind that or whatever? So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how these, you know, old classic characters get to I do mean, their spin-offs like in a multiverse too. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? like these could be like versions of the characters that are different. Like we don't know. Yeah. Um, and speaking of things we don't know about, your next one <laughs> we, we really know nothing about. Yes, this is Nope, which is coming out July 22nd. It is Jordan Peele's third directorial sort of horror film. Um, and we don't know anything about it except that Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, and Stephen Yun are starring in it. It's just a cloud in the sky and the title Nope. I think I'm one of the only ones who actually liked us. Um I thought it was fun and interesting enough to excuse the the blatant illogicalness of the setup. And so I have great faith in Jordan Peele's sort of weird mind. Um, can you argue that it was a downward step from Get Out? Sure. Get Out was sort of its own thing. And I don't think we can ever expect him to do something like that again. This feels like it'll be something more weird just from the title, just from the poster. But I'm excited for it. And I think even when it's a weird stretch, it's interesting. So I'm going for a 90 on this. I'm giving this an 82. I think it'll be good. I don't know how good it will be. Us, I think people, I think people have more appreciation for us looking back at it. Yeah. I think when it came out, people wanted it to be get out and it was weirder than that. So people were sort of like, uh, I think looking back, people like it more. So I think that people will have more are expecting less from this and have yeah. more of a positive mindset. Yeah. Um, especially also because like, I think the candy man this past year, which yes, he didn't direct, but he was like a producer on and involved with did really well. So I feel like he's uh yeah, like he's, he's proven himself. Um, something I'm not excited <laughs> about at all is the, where the crawdads sing adaption. I read this book. I hated it. It's sort of like wannabe to kill a mockingbird. Um, Daisy Edgar Jones from normal people is playing the lead swamp girl. Um, I gave it a 51%. I'm not uh, looking forward to this. And I also feel like book adaptions as of late of these like sort of book clubby picks have not done well. So I don't think this will do great. Yeah. I said 30%. Yeah. Um, but another book adaption is Salem's Lot, which is being directed by the guy who wrote the screenplays for the two It movies, Gary Doberman. Oh. And I think that that has more potential. Salem's Lot is a well-regarded Stephen King novel. It's been adapted a couple of times, I think most notably into like a miniseries a while back. But it feels like a like a property that people like that is 
good that is good for adaptation and so i hope that it does well i'm giving this a 78 is that doing well <laughs> I, I think mean, we're yeah, bad I think at giving so. i i agree i i said i said 70 but i think um i th- i've realized i'm scared to give movies like above 90 even though i think it happens more than than we think it does you know what i mean <laughs> I think it does, but I think those the movies that get that high are usually movies that are more like indie or awardsy. Yeah, yeah maybe. I feel like movies that are like um, you know more blockbustery, which is what we're mostly talking about here, end up in sort of the like middle level mostly. I don't know. Most Marvel movies have above ninety. Do they? I think so. Maybe not. I'm maybe maybe not. A few of the ones that I looked up in prepping for this did, but but I agree with you. I tend to avoid that because I'm like, this is only for the elite films. <laughs> I can't even guess them. Um, but what I'm excited about is the Woman King, which does feel like maybe it could be one of those elite films. Um, this is a sort of historical epic about a true story of this all-female military unit in. Africa, sort of these Amazonian queens. Um, it stars Viola Davis. Uh, John Boyega is also in it. It's um, directed by Gina Prince by the Wood, who did um, The Old Guard, which I thought was a surprisingly great film. Yeah, I'm, I thought that they were doing a second one of those. Is she not involved in that, or oh, this was know. already in the works, or something? Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe things got pushed remember around. Coffin Lady shows up at the end of the second one. Oh, I'd love one. for a second one. I just don't know. It's not even on the 2022 docket, so maybe that's coming next year because she was busy doing this. Um, but I think this looks interesting. I really like Viola Davis. I think she picks great films. Um, and I think this is like fun. That It's it's a historic film about something I know nothing about and about an often overlooked uh I mean, continent, <laughs> people, uh, everything. And so if Spencer can get 83%, then I'm hopeful for this historic story too. Uh, I think it's a it's a true story. It's a mother-daughter story. And I'm going for 89%. Okay. It says that, the, is, that they are definitely working on it, <laughs> but that it will be released sometime like July 2023. Okay. So, so good news. Uh, yeah, I I gave this an eighty percent. I feel like Viola with the, the fact that it has Viola Davis in it, like, signifies to me that it's gonna be of a certain quality. Um, uh, yeah. So I think I think this will be good. I'm excited for this. Yeah. The next movie that we have on the lineup is the Olivia Wilde thriller <laughs> where she met Harry Styles. This is him and Florence Pugh as like a married couple, some kind of psychological thriller. We don't know a ton about it. I'm excited. I gave it a 71. I feel like it will be more fun than like awardsy. Okay. I gave it a 78 and I feel like I can't capture the vibe of this. I really loved um, Girl, Book Smart. Um, and I love Florence Pugh, but this trailer teaser, like all the stories around it, the way Olivia Wilde talks about like that Instagram post she did about freaking Harry Styles. I just something about this just feels like maybe it was too big a swing or something. I don't know. I, I'm not sold on it, but I think people will ultimately like enjoy it, whether or not it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it has the potential to be really bad, but I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of um, Mission Impossible 7, which was supposed to come out last year, 
Uh, but it's finally coming out this year. I'm really excited about it. It's another Christopher McQuarrie one. He did Rogue Nation and the excellent fallout of a few years ago. Um, you didn't like it, but everyone agreed that that was a great film. A great action, really compelling story. I love everything they do. Uh, the whole crew's back, including Vanessa Kirby, who was delightful in the last one. So, And there's new talent. So a new villain's going to be introduced. I don't know where it's going to go. But I trust in him. I really do. And I'm going to give this a 90%. I give this a 63. <laughs> I, d- uh, I don't know. I mean, I do. The last like few movies have done really much. well, just for the record. Okay. They've they gotten have. in the 90s. But also, I. Uh, you're I just waiting Tom for. Cruise, you're waiting uh, for Tom Cruise to fail. Yes. I want. Tom <laughs> well, he will. That Whenever the uh, whenever they finally release the new Top Gun, I think that's. <laughs> yeah inevitably gonna be bad so. yeah well i think we're both excited about the next one which is october 7th we get spider-man across the spider-verse which is the into the spider-verse sequel the animated spider-man that wowed and just destroyed me emotionally and continues to be a favorite um so this is the new chapter and it looks great and honestly the one thing I'll say about COVID is that I was surprised that this is already coming out. Like I thought we still had years to wait, but it, I don't know, time flew in a weird way for this one. And they were able to animate their little hearts out and it, I guess it, it progressed. It's been like three years. I know. Out, so <laughs> I just, it didn't process for me in that way. And so I'm excited for this to come out. The trailer, you know, we're getting another multiverse movie. Maybe that's saying something about our just collective wish for a constant do-over but i think this will be good i'm saying 92 percent. i said 82 okay just because i feel like it won't be as good as the first one that's inevitably true but i believe yes. in it <laughs> um something a movie that i'm really like about so is the third this. halloween one yeah. halloween ends which I'm, that second one really one of my took bad it out of you, huh? The second <laughs> one was not what I needed it to be. And while I think that the third one can rally, I am also skeptical of it. <laughs> and because it's supposedly set way later, it supposedly has to do with COVID to some degree. Like, I am just like, uh, I'm giving it a 60 because I think oh, the wow. slasher <laughs> elements will at least hopefully be good. But I am very skeptical. Oh, I gave it a 31. Uh, or no, I didn't. I gave it a 23. Because frankly, the last one was trash, and I think that just served to prove that the f- the success of the first one of these three was just dumb luck. Like everyone's like, "Oh, feminism," and I'm like, "No, these guys just accidentally made a good movie, yeah, and they don't, don't know yeah. how to they don't know how to stick the landing." So I don't even think it really was the feminist <laughs> angle. I think it was just that they had good like kills and stuff. Okay, well, a lot um, of think pieces came out of that movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, women, right? Um. Then we have The Flash that comes out November 14th, which this is confusing to me because then the Aquaman movie comes out literally a month later. Yes. Um, This is the uh, Ezra Miller Flash movie. It's a it's a continuation, again, of the sort of ill-fated Justice League, Wonder Woman, uh, Ben Affleck as Batman movie. I just don't know, like, where that set of films is going. You know, it's like they're connected, but... And part of them, it's like they're trying to get rid of, but then part of it is continuing on. I just, I'm very confused as to what DC is trying to do and put together with these films. I gave this a 60. Oh, wow. (laughs) I said 31. (laughs) 
That might be, I don't know. I have no respect for them. (laughs) I mean, maybe. I I don't like the actor of The Flash. I don't like DC in general. So I'm definitely biased. Aquaman obviously surprised a lot of people. So maybe similarly, this will be a fresh fresh take on a tired character. I think he's kind of fun in the... He's sort of like a little bit of the comic relief, right? In the Justice League movie. Yeah, if you think he's funny, then sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. But hopefully we'll be busy watching the next movie because I'm excited about this one. It's called She Said, which is based on a uh, book of the same title that's written by the two women at the New York Times who broke the Harvey Weinstein story. Um, you know, Ronan Farrow's story gets a lot of the credit, but... I think in reading this and seeing what they were doing at the same time, handling it in the way they did, um, just like precision and all that. I don't love a journalist movie. I really don't. But I like Carrie Mulligan. She stars in this. I think it's an interesting choice to do it on something so well known and so recent um, that I'm kind of curious to see how it'll work out. And, like, it's about famous people, too, you know? Like, something like Spotlight, it's, like, it's not about people we know. It's just a general sad story about people we can all imagine and, like, feel for. But yeah, this is, like, about celebrities. Well, I mean, obviously not just It feels like it but... could have sort of a Ryan Murphy-esque, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where the, where it's, like, like with O.J. Simpson, right. sort of, like, like, famous people playing famous people yeah. kind of a vibe. Like, I can just imagine, like, some kind of Meryl Streep cameo yeah. with somebody or another. But, like, but I do love a journalism movie. And Carrie Mulligan is incredible. So I'm giving this an 85. Okay, yeah. I swung for the fences. And I really hope it does well because I gave it a 95. Oh, okay. I could see that. So, fingers crossed. It does as well as freaking Spotlight did. But <laughs> we'll see. Mm. Um, the next, that next weekend, Creed 3 comes out. Yes. I loved the first two creeds. I think they're absolutely incredible. This is Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. It's him and Tessa Thompson. Supposedly, Sylvester Stallone is not in this one, um, which I'm, or he said after the second one that he wouldn't be in it anymore. I am like, hmm. But but I feel like either way, this movie has to be about Sylvester Stallone dying, which is, or Rocky dying, which I feel like is a... uh, you know, sort of a grief movie, but also boxing. Both of those actors are really good. I think the storyline so far in the first two have been strong. So I am very excited about this. I'm giving this an 87%. Oh, wow. I said 75. So, I mean, not far off, but <laughs> it feels different. Yeah. <laughs> um, next in the uh, no good list for me is Avatar 2. <laughs> Which is this coming out? Like this has been pushed. This back is official. So many this times. is official. Okay, Matt. They were waiting for the technology to catch up. That was literally what they Did were doing. Did they do the filming though? Like has yes, it yeah, it's filmed. They yes, yes, they have. Okay, it's for real. It's for real. Like maybe okay. the date moves around a little bit, but it's like a really done movie. Um, I don't know why I'm standing up for it. I do not think this will be good. Uh, like I said, Avatar itself took like a decade to make because he was waiting for the tech to catch up. And now he's back on that BS because he needs like the CGI to like film underwater or something. And <laughs> it was so much time working on the writing and the pre-production that who knows how well this will do. But basically it takes place 14 years <laughs> 
<laughs> after the first one where Sully, you know, the the human character got his brain no, transposed. I don't remember at all. <laughs> he got transposed into one of the Navi. So now he's one of the Navi. He's living up his best life with uh with Zoe and they are, you know, raising a family of little blue aliens. But then the humans come back to try again to mine the earth. Is this just going to be a carbon copy of the first one, but takes place in the water? Probably. I don't think James Cameron is that creative as proven by the fact that the papyrus font lives on. Um, but he did manage to get Kate Winslet on board. I don't know why. I don't know what she's doing, I mean, but she's in it. I will say this. You, at the very least, have to be skeptical of betting against James Cameron. He's been involved with some of the largest, most successful films in the history of cinema. <laughs> so, like, do I, did I love Avatar? Do I have a lot of hope for Avatar 2? No, not necessarily. But I also feel like I can't, like, count it out and say, oh, well, this is definitely going to be bad because his stuff is bad. It's like, yeah, I don't think he's made anything since Avatar. So, no. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like think... I don't think that movie has held up great, but it was very good at the time. It was and respected I, and I, at the time. Yes. But... And I love Titanic. So it's like at a certain point, I have to, I don't yes. know, I have to give him some credit. But this I is a sequel. But I am giving this a 45. So <laughs> not that much credit. Okay. I was going to say, I was going to say, like, yes, the first one got 81%. But I think this is a sequel. I think a lot of the goodwill has worn out, worn out over the last 10 years. People have realized like this wasn't a really original story. It was just really good CGI, um, which it still is like a stunning visual film. But I'm saying this is 51%. Okay, so we're about the same territory. Uh, we got a new Super Mario Bros. <laughs> animated movie coming out in December 20th. Oh, it's animated? <laughs> I believe so. Why did I think this was live action? <laughs> there is a live action Mario Brothers movie, but I'm fairly certain this is animated. There is there's two Mario Brother movies coming out? No, there's one. There's a live action one that came out like in the 90s. Oh, okay. But no, I'm fairly certain that this is animated. Um, I uh, want to be excited about this because I do like Mario, but also I feel like this is just a blatant IP grab, so I'm giving this a 60. Yeah, that's exactly what I gave it. Oh, Cute. perfect. Um, and then you get to, or no, yeah, you get the Christmas movie. Yes. On Christmas, coming out is the new Damien Chazelle film. Bless this us. is the director of Whiplash and La La Land and First Man. Um, I really loved Whiplash and First Man. La La Land, I feel like, has some strong moments to it <laughs> um and yeah this is it's called babylon i think it's sort of about old hollywood we don't really know very much about it outside of that brad pitt and margot robbie are <laughs> the stars of it which i like both of them i'm intrigued by this this will definitely be like one of the oscar players of this upcoming season i think damien chazelle is like a good director oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i meant i mean <laughs> i think all of his i think all of his movies are like decent i mean i mean are, are solid i don't think he has like a, a miss yeah. on the on the lineup there um and yeah i as far like we obviously don't know a lot about the award season movies mm -hmm. next year and this is something that is sort of on the calendar so i'm excited for it i'm more excited for this than i was for like west side story for example yeah no i i just you know 
Hollywood's own indulgence is like a whole thing for me, but I'm sure they'll eat this up. So I said 84%. Oh, perfect. Um, But then uh, Knives Out 2. It's not been announced on a date, but the cast is all over the place. You have Dave Bautista, Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, Jessica Henwick, and Ethan Hawke, and Daniel Craig coming back as the master detective. So it's a new mystery he has to solve. I don't know if Ryan Johnson's going to be able to like capture the magic that he got with the first one that was doing a lot with like race and class politics and all of that that made it feel elevated and interesting and was also kind of fun and silly and this dumb crime and you know Chris Evans was wearing knitwear and it was all just like a moment so is it frustrating that we can't just let good things be good things yes but I'm hopeful I'm hopeful okay so I'm giving this a 75 percent yeah I feel like this has the possibility of being a lot of fun um you know, if someone like Agatha Christie, you know, did dozens and dozens of mysteries and like, are some of them better than others? Yes. But I think they're always a good time. And this cast is pretty enjoyable. Like, I feel like Catherine Hahn is very able to bring a sort of a uh, Tony Collette, of, like level of energy to this. Yeah. Or, or Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, I think this will be Ex- fun. I'm excited for this. What did you? I give it a seventy. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, and then that's that's it, right? And then we have um, I mean, Leslie, what are we doing on time? Yeah, so we have this rapid fire round where it's movies we couldn't talk about in length, but <laughs> we're gonna try and guess anyways, because why not? Um, so first off is the uh, Moon is actually a spaceship movie coming out in a month called Moonfall. Uh, what do you have for that? <laughs> I'm giving it a 52. Okay, I said 35. Oh. <laughs> um, and then Death on the Nile, the long-awaited, obviously based on a book, uh, Gal Gadot, everyone's in it. Uh, I said a 42. Army Hammer as well. I give it a 48. Oh, okay, yeah. We have Channing Tatum and his dog in a movie called Dog. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it 36. <laughs> I didn't see that one on the list. Um, Dog starring a dog you know i'll give it a 45 oh okay mm-hmm. um, generous and then uh legally blonde threes getting released in the spring i think may 20th so um <sighs> i don't think this will be good i'm sorry no, sorry neither. to everyone involved but i'm gonna say mm-hmm. a 29 i said 50 oh, and wow. I, that's generous. you're probably closer honestly <laughs> I think 50 solely because people like Jennifer Coolidge at the moment. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Turning Red is the Pixar movie that maybe you'd like. Uh, it's about a girl who turns into a red panda whenever she gets angry. Um, I think... My roommate said that she thinks this is about pe- uh, like girls getting periods. Um, the trailer is that she's cursed it to turn into a red panda whenever she gets angry. <laughs> yeah, she. my roommate said she thinks it's an allegory for women getting their periods. <laughs> Cause it's like a middle age. It's sort of like a like a like a middle school girl, and it's like oh, yeah. and it's like she doesn't like. Why am I angry all of a sudden? But it's like oh, it's because it's your period yeah. and the like red thing. Okay, I don't know. I like okay. She, turn, she turns into the pan in the bathroom at one point. I'm oh, just saying that's okay. my roommate was. Well, I said 77. I said 60, but honestly, if it's about the period thing, I it, I think it would be better. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which you liked the first one, so I don't know why you didn't put it on your looking forward to list, but it's coming out in April. Well, because really, what is there to talk I about? I hated you know the first I mean? one, but it surprised me. But I'm going to say 42. 
I said 72. Oh, wow. Okay, perfect. Um, Maverick, do you want to give uh, your third 45. time projecting no. this? <laughs> Am I getting lower or I higher? don't know. I haven't tracked it, but I'm going to say 51. Okay. Um, and then Black Adam is the spinoff of something. It's a Dwayne Johnson film. Black Adam, Black Adam. Why can't I remember what it's It's a about? Marvel movie, I think, isn't it? I don't think it's Marvel. I'm pretty sure it's Marvel. It's, um... I think it's Dang Marvel. it. I thought I'd remember this. I think it's a new Marvel movie. I'm pretty sure it's Marvel. <laughs> it's not Marvel. Black Adam. I'm, fi- I'm DC, DC Comics. DC, it's a DC. Whatever. Okay, it's a comic book movie with The Brock. I'm trying to remember what it's spun off from. Oh, Shazam. Duh. That's why I forgot about it. It's a spinoff of Shazam. Okay. Um, but I said 50 because Dwayne Johnson. I said 70. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Know. Matt, representation matters. Billy Eichner, first large studio gay romance bros coming out August 12th. But wait, I was confused. Like, it's all gay people playing, but a lot of them are playing straight people in the movie. I was reading articles oh, about this, and I was confused about this. You know, gay people can play straight people, too. Right. <laughs> but I was like, is this a like is this a gay romance, or is this a movie that just ha- has gay people in it playing straight people? No, I, I anyway. think the two leads are going to be... Uh, Romantic? Yeah. And one of them is Billy Eichner. Yeah. <laughs> I give it a 40. <laughs> okay yeah i said 38 so we're on the same boat um and then the other marvel project black panther wakanda forever this is this this is a cursed a cursed this this is this is not gonna end well for anybody involved i think between chadwick boseman dying the sister being an anti-vaxxer there's a petition to replace chadwick like to 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 have the character live on i mean yeah, yeah. I just, I they clearly had ideas for this, yeah. But I don't know how they've been able to fix that. Yeah. Like, I don't know who is the like who is the lead. I also think that one of the great parts about the first one was also Michael B. Jordan who died in the movie, yeah. so it's like he's not there. Like, is this a vehicle for Lupita Nyong'o? Because I didn't think her character was that interesting in the first one. Is it for the um? girl from uh walking dead because like she's gas <laughs> but also like she's not a royalty like i just don't know where who this knows is going. i don't know i said 78 I, I said 74 oh wow we're so on sync um oh okay strange world is pixar's mystery project no one knows anything about it it's been kept deep under wraps um which makes me hopeful especially for a november release so i'm gonna say a 90 I'm going to say an 80. Okay. I'm getting Pixar fatigue already. Yeah, I know. Um, And then, like we said, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. This is the second one. The first one did surprisingly well. But can this one do perform well even with the the mess around what's-her-face? Oh, uh, Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Uh, 64. Yeah, I said 54, so... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and so then the last one Disenchanted which is the long awaited sequel to Enchanted with the same cast obviously middle aged now worse for wear I don't know about this I loved Enchanted I still revisit the music often I just don't necessarily have faith in like a midlife like a post midlife crisis at this point I don't know. Do we think that Adita Menzel is going to get a musical number in this? Oh, I mean, I guess, yeah. Why would they waste her at this point? 
I yeah yeah I I said it would get a fifty eight, um, but it might surprise us because nostalgia is rich, you know. I'm gonna go with sixty three. I feel like. Uh, what I really need for this is like a good Amy Adams performance. Cause I feel like she has just like wandered off into the <laughs> desert and needs to come back. She needs some between, fun. She needs to take a bet- moment and recharge between woman in the window <laughs> and dear Evan Hansen and hillbilly elegy. It's mm. just like Amy yeah. come back to us. <laughs> Maybe this will just like let her recharge like the Muppets did. Vice was also bad. Like has she been in anything good since arrival? I mean, I don't know. I'm looking up this filmography. I don't. I honestly. I know it hasn't. It hasn't gotten a release date. I don't think they've finished necessarily. I'm trying to remember like last I've heard of it. But yeah, I'm like hopeful. But oh, let's not forget Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. We have. (laughs) Oh yeah, she wasn't that. Bless her. Really good at really good at slow coffee pours. Yeah, really. uh, Since Arrival, she's just been. Dead on, dead well, on we'll have to save that for an Amy Adams episode, but... <laughs> oh, she, she was good in Sharp Objects. Okay, that was... Okay, it's point for that. <laughs> but yes, hopefully she'll be able to put on her, you know, princess tiara and have some fun again. Um, but that's the 2022 roundup. Obviously, more films to come. Obviously, we get to wait a year and see how embarrassing these scores are. Uh, it's, it's the best time of year on the podcast, honestly. Oh yeah. And we got we have other fun things coming up too because we'll have the we'll have all of our Oscar coverage. Yes. We'll have the we'll have our infamous rankings, which <laughs> I feel like is our best episode of the year. I've got to catch um, up on some things. I know. Well, you have a you have a little yeah, bit yeah, of time yeah, because yeah. it's not until March. But yeah, and then we've got all of these movies, which I'm sure we'll be talking about throughout the next year. We got Scream coming out next week. It'll be a good time. <laughs> Perfect. Um, always a pleasure. You can find more content on our Patreon uh, at patreon.com backslash PS You're Wrong. We're doing things on Twitter and Instagram, mostly at PS You're Wrong. And you can always shoot us an email with your thoughts, uh, questions, and concerns. As always, it's nice to get a review on Apple Podcasts. And I think Spotify is letting you rank podcasts now or give a star rating. Oh. Oh. So if you want to make our day, head over to Spotify. Give us those five stars. Maybe it's only for like famous podcasters, but I've definitely seen other podcasters highlighting this feature. Mm, So interesting. hopefully we have that option. (laughs) We'll we'll have to investigate. We'll get back to you. Um, But yeah, see you guys next week for a bloody good time (laughs) with Scream. Bye.